Hello, friends. Welcome back to the School of Self-Worth. I am your host, Nicole Song. And today I have got a really beautiful, expansive episode for you because I am going into the world of radical honesty and I am stepping into a new level of authenticity that I truly have never shared before. This particular topic has been on my mind for some time, and I'm finally ready to be vulnerable in a, way, in a totally new way for me. This one goes behind the scenes to a major shift I'm making and who I serve as a teacher and mentor, and how that opened up a truly seismic shift within myself. This is an episode you do not want to miss, and please note that I do address sensitive topics around race and identity inside this episode. So my friends, without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to the School of Self-Worth, a podcast for ambitious women who know they are worthy of an astoundingly great life. Join us weekly as we get on the right side of your intuition, redefine success, and reclaim your self-worth. I'm your host, Nicole Song, an award-winning journalist who left it all behind to become a best-selling author of three books and work-life balance expert helping ambitious women unlock their intuition and step into a life of fulfillment and radical joy. Every single week, I will bring you diverse and meaningful conversations with successful women from all walks of life who share insight about what it takes to be brave, joyful, and authentic every day. Every episode is thoughtfully designed to leave you feeling empowered with tangible tips and advice that will lead you to your next breakthrough. Okay, friends. So I have a really big thing to come out and share with you today. And I haven't shared it so far because it's been processing. Um, it's been processing me f since the holidays, for me since the holidays. And if you are on my email list, you probably saw that I shared earlier this month about my theme for the year. And I shared that I had an intuitive download, but I didn't share what that download was. So I will be sharing that today. I'm going to get to that. But I wanted to share what it's been like for me since I had it and the process of getting to this point of actually recording this podcast about it. So it came to me at the, in a kind of funny time, like at the end of my work time before I was heading into some time with family. And I just heard it like, boom, it was super quick. It was super clear. And the way intuitive downloads goes, they typically bring like this energy of excitement and expansion. And so I was like, oh, so excited. And I texted one of my closest entrepreneur friends and she's like, oh my gosh, Nicole, that is so spot on. That settled into my body. I really felt that for you. And so I was just like, yes, I feel so good. I had all these ideas. And then boom, I was totally freaked out. Like I think probably an hour later, I was like, oh my gosh, no, like I can't do that. I can't do that. That's not possible. Um, it was, it totally scared me. And then I kind of through the holidays, I avoided it. I was like, I'm not going to think about this. This is too intense. I don't really want to deal with this. And I also had this weird subconscious shame spiral going on. Like how have I not seen this before? How have, have I not done this before? And feeling really like facepalm, like, oh my gosh, how have I, who teaches women to connect who they to who they truly are, how have I hidden such a large part of myself in the kind of work that I do and the people that I serve? 
But how intuitive downloads work is they're pretty persistent. Once you have them, it's like no getting away from it. And so when the holidays were over, I was actually going to have a call with a friend that I had texted. And in that conversation with her, I it started to help me settle how important the conversation that I'm about to have with you today is. Like she and I were talking about her experience doing something very similar. I started to share more about my experience of who I am on a deep level um, as a Chinese American woman, as an, as an Asian American woman. And she was like, there's so much here for you, Nicole. And for her, making a similar choice on the other side of that was freedom. And she's like, for you, it's going to be the same. And so in that conversation, it was so nourishing for me. It was so, I relaxed. I was able to feel so much more connected to who I am after that conversation. And then I just got really clear that I needed to come on the podcast and talk with you all about it. So this is what I saw. This is what I saw for myself. This was the download that it was time for me as a coach and as a teacher to focus my energy and my gifts on Asian American Pacific Islander corporate leaders. And you might you might be thinking, well, done, Nicole, of course, because you know I'm a Chinese American woman and I have been focusing on women of color the last couple of years in my business. It's an area like I feel really passionately about and I have a really diverse array of clients in my community. I feel really proud that my cohorts are pretty much almost always 50% women of color, all backgrounds, all ethnic backgrounds, all ages, really diverse in lots of different ways. And so I feel really proud of that. And I feel like I was, I felt like I was really making a strong impact that way. But what I saw and I heard at the end of December is that it was time for me to focus even more. And why? Well, I feel like I am that woman, first of all, and and I really haven't had that myself. Like I had never really had Asian American mentors or bosses or teachers for myself, and I've made my way in the world um, without that. And then I was thinking about how much that is needed, you know, how much it is needed to have safe communities, places where you can be expressed and really share deeper on a deeper level who you are. But what happened for me is when I saw this, I also, so I had that shame spiral, but then I also had this big, deep feeling of, well, I had some scarcity, like there's not enough Asian American Pacific Islander women, which is not true. There's so many of you out there. And if you're listening, I see you. And it also brought up this other question though, and this is the one that I really didn't want to look at that brought up the shame. Um, and also brought up, I had some imposter syndrome happening during this time. And this question, like it's, it's like, oh, it's hard to even say this question, but it is a question that I know so many other women of color experience. Am I too white to do this? And it seems so ridiculous. It seems so ridiculous to say that. And it makes me a little emotional to say it because like my whole experience of my life has not been white. Like I have been Asian American the whole time. The world sees me that way you know, the color of my skin, who I am has always been perceived that way. And yet every woman of color I've spoken to about this has had that same question. Like, am I, you know, code switching too much into being white? And so I can't really be expressed more deeply in who I am. 
And, you know, I am great at this. Like, I'm so good at this, you know, blending into white spaces. I've done it my whole life. I did it in my high school was mostly white. I did it in college. I did it um, in journalism, for sure. Very white spaces. I did it in yoga, extraordinarily white. I continue to do it in the entrepreneur world, also very white, right? And so all of this to say is that you know, as a kid too, I always tried to buck the stereotypes of Asian American, like the model minority and all of those places where I was like, I don't want to be like those kids with like their tiger moms and doing like trying to achieve and be a doctor. So I'm not going to do those things, except I did them kind of my own way anyway. Like I still played violin. I still played tennis. I still went to Dartmouth College. I still went to an Ivy League school. And so you know, it's interesting to see how there's just been this stress, this tension my whole life of like, how do I be me in a world that wants me to accommodate them all the time? And so many women of color, like I've had really profound conversations with, especially my women of color entrepreneur friends about this exact topic since I had the download. And in those conversations, I've really seen how important it is to have this conversation and how important it is for me to go into a deeper level of service in, in what I do and who I am and not hiding that part of me. And so that kind of gets deeper into being vulnerable and being more open about who I am. And while I've told myself for some time, I've really told myself this for some time. So back when I launched my book, uh, 24 Ways to Move More in 2020, I was doing a lot of book events and I was really intentional about picking women of color facilitators the whole time. And I told myself it was enough at the time to simply be a woman of color representing, to have women of color facilitators, to be a woman who speaks up, who goes on television, who writes books, who has a podcast, and who invites women of color onto her podcast. Like that was enough. And and the truth was, though, after this download, I realized there was some level where I was actually still hiding as a teacher in terms of who I was serving and and speaking up and speaking to experiences like I'm sharing with you all today, like around shame and that experience of like, am I too white? Like I am married to a, a white person and, you know, lots of women of color, there's lots of interracial marriages out there and there's no shame in that. I But the experience is like, can I lead? Is that authentic? Is that honest? And, you know, this is, I think the question for any person of color who exists in the United States. And then particularly as an Asian American, like we are placed in this kind of funny zone where we are like sort of acceptable. And it's always been, that's the model minority myth is that it's acceptable. We're the acceptable people of color. We're the ones who are like the ones you can be friends with. It's easier to, right? And it's just about our culture and our food and not about our experiences as a person of color and the things that people say to us and the experiences that we have that are really particular. And I've always relied on conveying my culture through food, you know, through hosting Chinese American, Chinese New Year parties, through, you know, eating dumplings and wanting people to always like go with me. Like I want to eat Chinese food, Asian food, like pretty much all the time. And so that's always me. And like, I love Korean culture. Like, you know, many of you know, like I'm a big BTS fan, but sometimes that also still just feels like another way that it's just easy to like make people accept me is through cultural things rather than the truth of how I'm treated or the things that people say to me. I don't share the paper cuts and they happen. And I say this honestly without any resentment or anger because that is so much of what I teach. That is so much of how I practice. And the truth is they are there. 
they are there. People say things to me like, I love Korean culture, not Korean. But when I'm making Korean food and I'll share it with somebody, people sometimes will ask, like, oh, are you Korean? And it's honestly the same as if you were making tacos. And someone's like, oh, are you Mexican? I mean, that is the level of assumption that is happening. And when so many assumptions are being made daily about my choices based on who I look, you know, it can add up over time. And like I said, I've dedicated my life to really healing myself, to really feeling whole and complete. I don't take any of this forward with anger or resentment. I actually find it very important that I not have that, to not build up resentment against a dominant culture that I exist in, because then how could I actually do this? How could I live in the world the way that I do? And there is this level of suppression that can happen where we pretend like it doesn't exist. So there's the level of pretending it doesn't bother you. I don't live in that world, I, but I want for the women who do that, like we have to look at those pieces where you pretend it doesn't exist. And then there's a level of it exists and you're angry and you're resentful. And then there's a level of understanding the world you're in and choosing to heal yourself, to move forward from that. And that's where I like to live. That's where I want to exist. And I am committed to supporting other Asian American Pacific Islander women especially corporate leaders around where do you start to, where do you see that? How do you move through that? And then how do you on a deeper level be yourself fully? How can you be yourself in a complete way in an environment that is not dedicated to recognizing you, being aware of you, seeing you? Um, it's dedicated to you trying to assimilate. It's dedicated to you trying to be like everybody around you instead of being yourself. And then I want truly for AAPI corporate leaders, like the source of their success to be themselves, like who they are, their complete, their whole selves. And I know for myself, like, um, it's just super interesting for me to come into this deeper level of it, to share the way that I'm sharing with all of you in this conversation, because it's not, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy to tell people that they say things that hurt you and they don't do it intentionally. And I know that white people live in a white supremacist culture that is also creating that for them. Like they are not aware of it. And when they become aware of it, that can be a source of shame too, right? Women like me to understand that other people have that same experience, that they are going, that there are someone who understands what they're going through sees them, knows it, experience themselves very personally, and also knows how to support you to be on the other side of it. And that the source of who you are is, is like, it's part of everything of who you are. Like I work so much on purpose and purpose to me is so multifaceted and who you are. So, so multifaceted, every human who's listening and I also know that my culture, my background, my history, all of that is so important to who I am. And I also know that in the world, a lot of assumptions can be made about me based on what I look like. And what our job is, is how do we continually come back to the source of who we are? And, you know, for me, like I've known this, even going back to when I started to see that and recognize, like, I need to support women of color. And then now seeing that I need to really focus more of my energy again on AAPI corporate leaders, that 
there is that is part of who I'm here to be because I understand I know what that's like it's part of my history it's part of my experience my current experience in life and I am the one who can do that and for us to understand and recognize fully who we are man that's the greatest gift in life it truly is and I really know that this download like an intuitive download is a calling like they're not just random things that we get they are here for you at the time you're ready to hear them and they are important they are actually to me i think of them as marching orders like and marching orders in like the best way like marching orders to like go be you go into the world go forth into the world as yourself don't hide it don't tuck it away don't pretend like this isn't an impact like I see all the time and I often do wonder sometimes if, you know, I, I think in a lot of the communities I'm in, I'm always like trying to be accepted. And I think we all are always trying to be accepted. And then I always have to come back to like, I'm the only one who can really accept myself. And then recognizing too that um, when you're a person of color, like it's just so different, it's a different situation. It is, it is just the truth, right? So how can I come back to who I am? and be with who I am, and then be with the people who also recognize me and see me. All of that is, is so important. And so I really see the need for that with the women that I serve. And I just feel that call, essentially. So let me come back to my theme. So my theme, if you haven't heard it yet, my theme for 2024 is I surrender to divine timing. And it really applies to a lot of areas of my life. Um, in this case, it applies to the divine timing of when I heard to focus my energy on AAPI corporate leaders. And it doesn't make me bad to not have known it earlier. I knew it when it was time to know it. And the conversations, again, like I've had with other women of color since hearing this has only more deeply shown to me how important it is and how important it is to for people for women of color AAPI women to have mentors to have people who can support them create the spaces where they get to really be seen and heard heal those things that are going on within them the experiences that they're having to be themselves fully like gosh that is like i mean it feels like the greatest calling of my life honestly at this moment so yeah i uh, i wanted to share this with all of you I wanted to share this as an invitation for any Asian American woman out there who is listening so that you know that I see you, I, I feel you, I hear you, I know what it's like. And I also wanted to go deeper with this. So I wanted to share this as part of a three-part series. This is part one. I'm going to spend the next two episodes focused on some of the biggest challenges facing AAPI corporate leaders. So just know that, that it's coming. We've got a couple more episodes about this specific topic. And then what does this mean for the podcast in general, for School of Self-Worth? I'm not totally sure yet. Like we have some people on tap who are not AAPI, who are still going to be on the podcast. We have really powerful conversations that I want to have on the podcast. I know that I've always been dedicated to sharing diverse voices. What I do know is that you will likely be hearing a lot more AAPI guests on here. Um, that they will be sharing their experiences, will be still on that self-worth journey because I really feel like that is the piece of the journey that is key for so many AAPI women leaders. Like how do you be yourself fully? 
And I know that you're all welcome to listen. You're all welcome to be here to learn and to hear what that conversation is. And I also know that, you know, we'll be a year or so soon enough in this podcast in April, and they will continue to evolve just like I'm evolving. And I hope that each of you, and I know that each of you is also evolving as well. So thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for what we've got going on. And please know, I really would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you from what resonated from the share, from my, from this whole podcast. Um, and then I'd also, for my AAPI corporate leaders who are listening, what would you like support with? Like what topics would resonate most with you? So either way, DM me at Nicole Song on Instagram. Let me know what you heard, what you'd like to keep hearing and Please know that I am just so grateful for you for listening all the way to the end of this, for allowing me this space to share. I am so grateful to myself for being able to stand in who I am to record this podcast. And I'm so grateful to all my teachers who have helped me get to this point in my life that I am able to do things like this. So thank you, everybody. Stay tuned. Some really, really great stuff coming up next in the podcast. Okay. I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Before you go, don't forget if you are a high achieving woman who wants to uncover your biggest blind spots, preventing fast intuitive decisions, I've got a 72 second assessment for you. So make sure to DM me quiz on at Nicole song at Instagram. And thank you for being here and for listening. We read every note that we get from you about how the podcast is making a difference in your life. Please know how much we appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, I'm Nicole Song, and this is the School of Self-Worth.